Hey, this is Tim Jones, creator of the Sour Grapes comic strip, and you're listening to Soul Wizard on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to Soul Wizard. You're thinking, you said people are going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 335 of the So Wizard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts. First, we have the expert, Mr. Marquis, Martellus Reagans. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield is still away on assignment, so this week we brought in the big guns, the Darth Vader to our C-3PO, <laughs> the Celestials to our Eternals, the man responsible for us being here from the Geek League of America, Mr. Jeff Carter. <laughs> What's up, everyone in So Wizard Land? Happy New Year, Joey, Mark Ellis, uh, and uh, hashtag restore the Snyderverse. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> Jeff, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, you, like I said before, you are directly responsible for this podcast existing. So how the hell are you? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I kid. No, no, I'm, I'm doing good. Doing good. Uh, yeah. Geek League of America as it exists right now is just a basically a meme page on Facebook with uh, like 26,000 fans. <laughs> so we just... We argue on there a lot and uh, post stuff and just have a good time. And uh, But who knows what the future holds. We might get into, I'm still looking into maybe doing videos or getting back into writing. Who knows? We'll see what happens in this uh, crazy year of 2021. Hopefully it's better than 2020. Can't be much worse. Yeah. But I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, very proud of what you guys have uh, achieved. What is it? The number 46 highest uh, movie review podcast on I iTunes, is that what you said? Of all time. All time. <laughs> Since the creation of man. <laughs> no, you guys have uh, taken the ball and uh, really ran with it. You guys are doing doing well. Media empire. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look behind the curtain. <laughs> Mark Ellis, how the hell are you this week? I'm good. I'm good. I had a uh, kind of a late end of 2020 resolution to get some new artwork and new merchandise up on our T public store for the first. And I surprisingly pulled it off. It was like a 1157 and I'm looking at the clock going, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> this isn't going to happen, but uh, I pulled it off. So uh, yeah, new merchandise, new designs on the uh, T pub and our T public store. Awesome. Well, uh, I am doing pretty good. I unfortunately had to work both new year's night into new year's day and new year's day into the next day. So I didn't do shit. Uh, this past week other than sleep, but I did sit down and open up a whole bunch of Amazon boxes and shipment. I got finally got in today. So a whole bunch of action figures have appeared and, uh, some CG seed comics and some Lego sets. So, uh, my work cut out for me the rest of the night, but other than that, nothing exciting. So, uh, yeah, you, the listener are listening to so wizard podcast where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the geek world, all stars podcast network. This week, we are going to be talking a little bit of news, and then we are going to review the new movie from Disney Plus, Soul. 
before we get into all that, Markellis, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard podcast? Sure. All right, so everybody can go to soulwizardpodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, occasionally, you'll find movie reviews from yours truly. You'll find some Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu streaming pics from our buddy, the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, you'll also find our merchandise there. We have a Tee Public store. You click on a button, go to our Tee Public store, and you'll see mugs, masks, notebooks, sweatshirts, t-shirts, all types of things with the So Wizard Podcast logo on it. So definitely check that out. Um, another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep on our website. Click on that big A. You do your shopping, receive your products, and that way you'll be helping out our tiny show. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, so definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. You can also find us on a Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, and Spotify. Uh, we have a YouTube page with videos going up weekly that you can check out. We also have a Patreon page where you can support us monthly, uh, a small amount, and you will receive bonus content from everyone here at the show. Uh, shout out to all of our fellow podcasters in a Geek World All-Stars podcast and network. Back to you, Joey. I think we just need an Excelsior. Excelsior! No, that's not good. Excelsior! Fucking fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, bro. Well, it's been a couple weeks with the holidays since we've talked news. So, Marcellus, let's drop the drop and let's talk some news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in nerdy news, uh, there was a little bit of information that came out from the DCEU, uh, our yes. <laughs> our absolute favorite uh, film universe. Uh, it looks like they are planning to expand their, their kind of franchise a little bit by putting out more theatrical releases, but also putting out a couple of movies a year on HBO Max. So that means that the big screen will get the big budget features. The small screen will get the more uh, experimental movies, uh, ones that are, uh, they said, as riskier, like uh, Batgirl and Static Shock. So uh, what I want to know is what did you guys think of this new plan Sounds like they're trying to compete with Marvel again uh, with the uh, movies versus uh, streaming service uh, going up again, kind of teaming up together to make one experience. Is there something that you would want to see on the small screen as opposed to the big screen? Uh, Let's start with our guest, Jeff Carter. DCEU destroyer. We've (laughs) been saving this one for you, Jeff. I can't wait for the Extreme Justice series on HBO Max, actually. <laughs> veins, that. CGI veins everywhere. Yes, the booster gold power armor. It's going to be awesome. Scantily clad uh, fire and ice. Woo! Look out. <laughs> no, I mean, look, uh, this is just a, another example of Kevin Feige playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. Actually, I don't even know what anybody at DC is playing. They're, they're not even Kala. They're not even on the same board as Kevin Feige and Marvel. And, you know, when when the MCU ended with Endgame and then all the uh, Disney Plus series were announced, the Disney Plus, you know, subs- 
subscription skyrocketed. They're doing fantastic. So you have this, again, this like panic button reaction from Walter Hamada and Jason Kalar and all the higher ups at, at Warner Media, who now run things over there at, at Warner Brothers after AT&T bought uh, the studio. And they're just, you know, they did this whole dump of all the movies going to streaming and theaters on the same day. You know, it's th- this whole thing is a, is a we're in a paradigm shift. Everything is changing. COVID is still ravaging the country. L.A. and New York still are not open for the- theatrical release. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a it's a mess. It's a mess. And as someone who loves theaters, I treat them like a cathedral. I, <laughs> I miss them so much. I'm excited about the all the new series coming to HBO Max, but I'm also kind of bummed that we're not going to get to see them in the in the theater. Uh, if any of this stuff actually comes to fruition, because there's a whole other thing going on right now where it's like people are campaigning to restore the Zack Snyder verse, and that might come on HBO Max. So who knows? That's basically it's it's a mess. Mm-hmm. I I absolutely agree. Um, Joey, what about you, dude? How do you feel about the DCEU? doing this uh, tag team type of plan. Uh, well, I, I guess it makes sense if you're going to just keep trying to copy Marvel. But like, how many of these movies we've we been talking about forever? Do we still have the list? Where's the list? <laughs> Dude, I had the list on my cell phone and that was like two cell phones ago. <laughs> so I don't even know where it is now. And whatever happened to uh, Ava DuVernay's New Gods thing? Just... No one's talked about that in like a year. It fell into a wrinkle in time. <laughs> no, it, it's still in. It's it's not in pre-production yet, but it's still in the midst of production. They did. They didn't give a highlight, but they did say that it's still. Uh, they're still working on it right now. And that's going to get its. You know, it's Thunder Solon from Eternals. Yeah. You know the other Jack Kirby thing that's going to come out first from Marvel. Well, Eternals is pretty much done at this point. It's just sitting on a shelf waiting. Yeah. 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 Because I, I just posted on our Facebook page as we record this, they leaked uh, pictures of the Lego sets from the Eternals. There's been tons of merchandise leaking. So, I mean, who? this is what we're talking about. DC can't figure out how to properly release and make Superman and Wonder Woman movies. <laughs> Marvel is putting out $80 Lego sets of a Celestial. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The whole chess and checkers thing. They're just... Floundering behind Marvel all the time. It's insane. It's insane. I, I like everything going to HBO Max because I'm glad I didn't have to go to the movie theater and pay money to see Wonder Woman 1980 bore. Um, oh. Oh, zing. Zing. Steve, no. <laughs> Steve, we must save the world, Steve. My father, make thing invisible. <laughs> <laughs> guys are awful. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, we're awful. Um, but I don't know, like, I, I feel like they keep announcing all this weird shit and then it never comes out. Like, how long ago we talk about a fucking Nightwing movie? Yeah, right. That had a director attached. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, that did. Adam McKay, was it, I think? I think so. Yeah. Batman, uh, Batgirl, um, Justice League Dark. Uh, what else? I'm trying to think of some of the other ones off the top of my head. But, God, they, they've announced or rumored so many damn projects. So the idea that they're going to make... Some of them for HBO Max, and they can take like weirder, obscure characters and do it that way on a cheaper budget, and then keep putting out Batman movies in theaters is kind of cool. But I don't know, like even the Batman trailer looks great. I I'm interested in it, but I mean I don't know how many uh, you know Happy Meal toys that's selling. I don't know how that's dark, dour, depressing Batman movie is gonna grab the kids who are super into Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah. 
here's our Batman movie that looks like a David Fincher seven. Have, have a happy meal with that kid. Here you go. Yeah, I, I, just, I just I don't get it. I don't get it. You would think they would take a lower budget and make a darker Batman movie for HBO Max and put out a four quadrant Batman movie for theaters, but. Who knows? I don't know. They don't well, know what dude, the hell they're doing. You know what? If they restored the Snyderverse, we could have got Ben Affleck's Batman movie with Deathstroke. <laughs> I like Ben Affleck as Batman. Out of all the things in Batman v Superman, which is a colossal turd, uh, I like Batman <laughs> with Ben Affleck as him. I thought, I thought he did a good job, but you know, it's like he says in Justice League: just save one person. Like it's like for DC: just make one good movie, <laughs> and then we can move forward from there. You know? Well, whenever they do, it seems like they just follow it up immediately with something falling on their face. Like, you know, we had uh, we had Wonder Woman, but then that was followed up immediately by uh, Justice League. Oh, God. <laughs> and then so they had to reset again, and then they came out with Aquaman. Okay, we're back. Aquaman did well. And then it was like, I don't know, Birds of Prey <laughs> bombed. Great. Wonder Woman 84. Mm. <laughs> we don't know if it bombed because there's no way to really tell other than people's True. reaction to it because of the covid and the streaming so it doesn't seem read, like it's well received i did read that it was the highest uh streamed film of the year already just in the short release window it had so well, that makes what, sense. what else is what else has come out on streaming though i mean uh hamilton mulan um mulan. <laughs> soul I, I loved vfw but i don't think a lot of people were lining up for that one on shutter so mark the only thing that really you gives are the me... beacon. Of, you are the bat signal, the beacon <laughs> of positivity on this podcast. So it's all up to you now to save the DCEU. You know, the thing that I I'm worried about is the the riskier, quote unquote, riskier titles like Batgirl and Static Shock. Like I honestly think that those are. I don't. I wouldn't consider those titles as being risky. I would consider the movie about the creatures in Aquaman. Like that would be. I would feel that would be a more riskier title. To go to HBO Max than uh, in the theaters, but I don't know. I want Static Shock on a big screen. I don't want it to be a, yeah. an, an HBO Max like Kim Possible Disney Channel movie. I want it to be like a legit big budget action movie. So I'm I'm think, I'm worried think about, about this, that. Mark. In a world where Into the Spider Verse is a massive hit, yep. uh, Miles Morales is now like the zeitgeist as a character. Uh, Black Panther was a monstrous hit. DC has a teenage black superhero. Just sitting there, and then like, ah, I don't know. We'll like throw it on HBO Max, I guess. <laughs> oh my god, Jeff, did you ever read those Static comics back in the day? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, oh, but I did. So good. I heard that um, Michael B. Jordan is interested in directing a Static Shock for whatever HBO Max or a movie after he directs Creed Three. Yeah, Mark, is your heart okay? <laughs> <laughs> someone just put right now. someone just put smelling salt under my nose and then picked me back up. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there was some actor on Twitter like I want to play Static Shock, and everyone was going nuts over him because he he's perfect. I, I can't remember his, his name right now, but I saw that so, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> yes, yes, Ryan Gosling. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as he finishes taking up the role of T'Challa, Ryan Gosling will move <laughs> over to Static Shock. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Mark. Uh, no, no, that's it. That's it. So, yeah, so DCEU, they're planning their big deals, uh, big movies on the big screen, smaller movies on the small screen. We'll see how it works out. It's uh, not going to work. <laughs> it never does. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. All right. So uh, speaking of uh, DC on the small screen, uh, we got a teaser for the new Superman and Lois TV show. 
Uh, this one, they didn't really give a lot of the synopsis of what the show is going to be about. Uh, we did get an image of uh, Superman's new outfit. Um, I can tell from the trailer that it's obviously about him and Lois and their two teenage boys. Uh, this is connected to the Arrowverse uh, and the other Superman appearances on Supergirl and like the uh, Crisis uh, miniseries uh, was well received. So, you know, people like this version of Superman. But what did you guys think of this teaser? Let's start with Joey. I I don't I don't know. <laughs> I really like this guy as Superman. Mm-hmm. I think he's great as Superman and everything he's been in on the CW that I've seen. Um, I'm years behind on those shows and I will probably never catch up. So other than watching some YouTube highlights of crisis, I, I haven't watched any of these shows in years, but I've, I've liked him and everything I've seen him in as Superman. I didn't think the trailer was that great. Um, I, the, something about the voiceover just didn't work for me. They needed a more, uh, dynamic or like exciting voice to uh to read that line it did the read was really bad um and i don't really understand what's happening in the trailer so he's married and he has two kids um are either of those kids going to be Superboy? Uh, i i don't know but i i would like to give it a try like at least watch a couple episodes of it and see uh much like black lightning it's kind of a different dynamic for a cw type show because the main character is married mm-hmm. so i I don't know how they would handle that and include like people making out in slow motion to imagine dragons. Um, uh, I'm not sure if maybe, you know, Felicity will cure paralysis and then just use it to break up with Oliver and not share it with the world. Um, (laughs) I'm not sure, but (laughs) yeah. I was waiting Uh, for you to bring up Felicity. Yeah. You know, if I don't like an attractive blonde woman with glasses, there's a real problem with the character. <laughs> um, it's just, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm interested to see how they do the dynamic. I'm hoping it's not going to be Superman and Lois as kind of background characters and the main focus on their two sons going to high school. Like That's my biggest fear for this TV show, knowing it's on the CW. But that's yeah. probably what they'll do. You just completely stole my thunder with that response, Joey, <laughs> because I was going to say, you know, the typical CW superhero show, you know, they have no budget. They film in Vancouver. It's all, <laughs> not much special effects going on. So, you know, it's going to be like a what's that sexy Archie show? Um, Riverdale. 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 Yeah. yeah, it's going to be like Riverdale with the two sons in high school for like half an hour of the show. And then like 10 minutes of Superman. Lock and key. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't even make it through lock and key too much. No, I didn't finish it. Too much high school cafeteria bullying and stuff like that going on for me. So my reaction to the trailer, Superman has a five o'clock shadow and no trunks. One star. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you how you liked him as Superman, aside no, no, from the I, costume. I actually do like Tyler Hoechlin a lot as a uh, Superman. He's a good actor. I do like the new and improved costume, although the S is a bit small for my tastes, but you know, whatever. Um, I like Bitsy Tullock as Lois. My brother hates her. <laughs> Why? Mm. He's he's distracted by her. Um, she's got like a wandering eye. And just, oh no! They don't have anything in in the Fortress of Solitude to fix that. She doesn't think she's very attractive, and I I'm like, dude, that's harsh, man. Come on. Mm-hmm. There weren't any hot chicks in the Bottle City of Candor you could have pulled out. <laughs> she was on a show called What Grim, I think. I used to watch that. I guess she was pretty good on that. But um, anyway, yeah, I gave up on the CW shows a long time ago myself. I think. Crisis was the last thing I watched, and even before that, I stopped watching Flash. And uh, yeah, because they're all 
they're all pretty much the same. You know, lim- very limited budgets, lots of just soap opera drama, lots of Vancouver forests, rainy Vancouver <laughs> forest scenery. Um, and I don't expect much out of the Superman show, but I am going to give the pilot a try and see what happens. It could maybe it'll surprise like Stargirl. Exactly. You know that. Now that's a great show. I don't even count that as a CW show because that like started on the DC universe, I think streaming service and it was overseen by Jeff Johns personally and had a bigger effects budget and stuff. So, yep. well, don't worry. <laughs> They're moving <laughs> it there for season two. So yeah, uh, about to get a lot more high school up in here. Markellis, what do you think about Superman and Lois? Yeah, it does remind me of black lightning. It just seems like parents with two kids instead of two girls, it'd be two boys. But I very, very, very distinctly remember when someone told me that they were going to make a a Clark Kent TV show like Dawson's Creek, you know, like 20 years ago called Smallville. I'm like, that is the dumbest idea I have ever heard in my life. No one would watch that. He doesn't wear the suit. He doesn't wear glasses. And it's like Dawson's Creek. Get the fuck out of here. And I love Smallville. (laughs) It's like one of my favorite shows. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't know how they're going to usually with these shows, it usually takes like the first I don't know, like six or seven episodes before they can like find their their footing. So I'm going to give it some, I'm going to watch it the first season and see where it goes. Uh, if I'm not hooked by the uh, by the end of the first season, then I'm I'm done with it because time is very precious these days. Can't be wasting seven it on Seven or eight a, episodes? Who has time for that? <laughs> I have time for seven or eight episodes. You know you're going to make like 22 of them. So I got time for that. I got seven terrible seasons of Clone Wars to watch. <laughs> I will I will make time for because, you you know, if you, you know, are, are disappointed by the Zack Snyder Superman version, Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, if someone's going to offer you a different version of Superman, you kind of owe it to at least check it out. So, you know, I'm down for that. I'm going to I'm going to check out the first or like I said, first eight episodes. If it gets me through the rest of the season, I'll watch the whole first season. And if it uh, if it keeps me if it hooks me in then you know i'll stick with it but they got eight episodes if uh superman doesn't break anyone's neck in the first episode <laughs> i will keep watching <laughs> if superman do- doesn't smile for the entire season <laughs> i'm all in <laughs> he's just gonna let a bus a school bus of kids just drown and be like well that's it for me i'm done it's how dad did it <laughs> <laughs> Oh. All right. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Superman and Lois uh, coming out soon, I think, at some point. Oh, yeah, it is coming out, like uh, I believe, it's, it's, uh, this month in January. All right. Add it to the list. All right. So, uh, last bit of news. We find after years and years of them talking about this movie and saying that it was uh, being made and coming out and not getting any kind of images or any taste of it at all. We finally got a trailer, a legit trailer for coming to America. Uh, they released some photos first that week. And then uh, later on in that week, they released a trailer. So what did you guys think of our finally getting a, a good look at the sequel to the classic comedy coming to America with uh, Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall? Jeff, what did you think of this trailer? Oh man, let me tell you, coming to America is one of my all time favorite comedies I endlessly quote that movie to this day. The Barbers, uh, Randy Watson, Sexual Chocolate, Soul Glow. <laughs> it's a classic. I was really worried about what this trailer was going to look like. But I think uh, I think so far it looks pretty good. I think uh, the Barber, <laughs> it's amazing that they have the Barbers back because in reality, I think they'd be like 103 years old. Yeah. <laughs> and they're still cutting hair. But, uh, you know, the makeup on them looks good. 
Um, I'm excited to see Wesley Snipes' character. I'm excited to see uh, Eddie doing his thing again and all the makeup and playing all the characters and uh, seeing Randy Watson again. And uh, yes, I uh, yeah, I think it looks looks pretty good. I'm you know some things I'm worried about. You know, Leslie Jones isn't great <laughs> in movies so far, and uh, you know there's always that risk of just the, the feel not being there anymore and, and it just dragging on and the pacing not being right and trying to you know catch lightning in a bottle twice might not work but uh so far so good all right all right joey what about you man what'd you think of the trailer well i i have a confession to make i don't think i've watched coming to america since i saw it on vhs with my family oh, <laughs> i'm just not a comedy guy if it's a re- for re- re-watching movies it's very rare for me to re-watch comedies um so I don't know. I know I liked it. Uh, how long ago was that 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 came out? 1988. All right. So I would have been uh, 11. So when I was 11, I thought it was really funny. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. This looks funny. I, I remember things from coming to America that are now present in coming to America. Uh, so it looks funny. It looks I really like Dolomite is my name. I'm interested to see if they can pull another great performance out of Wesley Snipes. Mm-hmm. Somebody woke him up. Um, it's like, all right, wake up out of your bad direct to red box action movie <laughs> coma. <laughs> Come be an actor again. Um, and it looks good. looks funny. We'll see. I mean, we're going to do it on the show, so I guess we'll find out. But, uh, you know, uh, there was nothing here that made me say, "Ooh, no, I don't want to watch this. Mm-hmm. So. I want to say that the director of Dolomite is my name is the same. He also directed this. Yep. I believe. That's right. Uh, okay. Craig Brewster, Perfect. I believe. So, yeah, that was a great movie. On, uh, was that Amazon Prime, I believe? That was the Amazon No, movie? it was Netflix. Oh, Netflix. Yep. That was great. Yeah, he's a good filmmaker. He's made, you know, he's made some other movies, but it definitely seemed like he's, uh, him and Eddie has like a, uh, they work well together in Dolomite. I was really impressed by that movie. So I am very excited that he is going to be, Directing this one, and that gives me a good feeling. And I think the trailer looks cool. They, when they released those pictures, uh, they released the still images before the trailer came out. Mm-hmm. And for a second, I'm like, why are they showing pictures of the first movie? Like Eddie Murphy and Arsenio looked almost exactly the same. I'm like, what? I what is this? I already I already know what the Crazy. first movie looks like. But uh, yeah, yeah, with the trailer, with the barbershop, with Randy Watson, like I can't wait to dive back into that universe. So yeah, I'm excited. And even got James Earl Jones back in it too. So um. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. I, how are they ever gonna replicate or equal that the classic, you know, boxer <laughs> argument in the barbershop <laughs> from, the short, from the first movie? What about Rocky Marciano? Oh, there they go! There they go! Every time I start talking about boxing, a white man got to pull Rocky Marciano out their ass. That's the one. That's the one. Rocky Marciano. Rocky Marciano. Let me tell you something wonderful. Rocky Marciano was good. But compared to Joe Lewis, Rocky Marciano ain't shit. He beat Joe Lewis's ass. That's right. He did whoop Joe Lewis' ass. Joe Lewis was 75 years old when he fought. I don't know how old he was, but he got an ass whoop. Um, knowing Eddie Murphy and uh, from everything that I saw from Dolomite, I'm sure they're going to figure out a way. I'm sure. He beat Joe Lewis's ass. You know, and you can't stream that movie now anyway, anywhere. Like, really? It's the one thing I, I mean, you can, you can rent it. You can, you can stream it by paying for it, but it's not free anywhere. It's one thing I hate about when, uh, whenever they announce like a new, a sequel to a movie coming out, like when Bill and Ted three came out for months before Bill and Ted three dropped, you can watch both of those movies on like Netflix. And then like three days before it dropped, gone. 
So if you want to relive coming to America, it's going to, you know, either you bust out the uh, the VHS copy <laughs> that's uh, sitting downstairs in the family living room, or you're going to pay three bucks for it. Or uh, just fire up the fire stick. I don't know what that is, but that's okay. <laughs> um, okay, so that's it. So, uh, yeah, uh, coming to America March 5th on Amazon Prime, and I believe it's also going to be released in theaters, too. So, you know, if you're there's a movie theater opening up close to you and you want to see it on a big screen, you'll have that option. And, uh, Will coming to America 3 be coming 3 America? God, I hope not. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's it. Uh, that's it for the news. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with our review of Soul. Hey, everybody, this is Dino. And Michelle. And we're bringing you our podcast. Huh? Podcast. Okay. What do we do with our podcast? I think a little bit of everything. We got faith, family, horror movies. TV, kids. Social media ridiculousness. We've got the most important message. Be decent to each other. All wrapped up in a little hour-long or so chunk. You can reach us at gangalley.com, like a gang. In an alley. You can reach us on all your favorite podchasers. We've got a Facebook group, a Twitter feed, and... Yeah, that's us. That's us. Our podcast. All right, guys. Have a good one. Peace. And we are back. All right, guys. We all had a chance to watch the new movie on Disney Plus from Pixar, Soul. And we're going to talk about it and review it for you. But we're going to start with non-spoilers. And then, of course, Martellus will play the sound drop delineating spoilers, letting you know if you haven't seen it yet, you might want to duck out. Thankfully, at this point, you already count as a download, so don't worry about it. And um, otherwise, join us on the journey of reviewing Soul. So to get started... What did you think, non-spoiler, about Soul, Jeff? Oh, geez. I mean, what can you say about Pixar? I mean, this who else besides Marvel Cinematic Universe can make, you know, 25 consecutive great to good films? I mean, besides what, like Cars 2 and Monsters U? Good Dinosaur? Which are, which are like good or okay movies. I mean, everything has been like a tear-jerking masterpiece. Uh, this <laughs> Soul does not quite get to the level of tear-jerking masterpiece, but it's goddamn delightful. Uh, just a beautiful story. Great chemistry between Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey as the two uh, lead characters. Very, very inventive and creative uh, concept with the whole, you know, the before uh, world where the souls are living before they come to Earth and, you know, the, the great beyond and how the souls work and all that stuff, and, the, and you know the, the accountants and the and the trainers and the mentors. Great music by Trent Reznor, amazing <laughs> that, I, that he d- did the music for this, which is very jazzy and very different from what he usually does. And it's just a, like I said, it's 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 a wonderful, great family film. Uh, maybe a little bit uh, on the adult side for Pixar this time. Not a, not a kiddie movie for sure, but uh, I really enjoyed it. All right, Mark Ellis, how about you? Yeah, it's a really solid Pixar film. It definitely has a a, a unique style, which I, I was very glad to see. Um, I know this director has made some other movies, and I'm like, oh, okay. I kind of know what his game is, so I think I kind of know what I'm getting into. Um, but I was surprised. I was surprised. It's visually st- stunning, and the story was 
it wasn't super complex and it actually had some nice twists and turns and um yeah it's just a, an, an all-around all-around solid solid pixar movie and and, and I, it did irk some tears for me i'm not i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i did i did get a little emotional towards the end i'm not gonna lie all right all right well uh yeah i watched it with the kids on the day after christmas I don't know. Time is irrelevant at this point. I don't know what day it was. It was af- definitely after I watched Wonder Woman 1980 bore. So that was definitely uh, a positive in the direction of soul to make me like it even more. Uh, but I really liked it. It was really good. Like you guys said, um, this is not going to be a very negative review. So we'll be tongue bathing soul's asshole for the majority of this <laughs> review. Uh, I-, I really liked it. Uh, I did not cry while watching it. Did not cry. Did not get me. Did not have that level of get me. It was not <laughs> Like watching Coco. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Niagara Falls. Yeah, that was a that was an especially brutal trip to the movies for me. But let's uh, let's see here. My daughter did cry. Uh, my son really enjoyed it. I really liked it too. I, I just thought it was good. Uh, really interesting visuals and ideas that we'll get into and spoilers in a little bit. But yeah, I think all three of us are in agreement that this is a great movie. You should check out if you have Disney Plus. If you have not seen it yet. Now, if you have seen it already and you want to hear some more about what we thought about it, Markellis dropped the drop and let's get into Disney Soul. Spoiler alert. I had seen the future and I had to prevent it. All right. So as always, we're going to start with things we liked. Markellis, give us some things that you liked about Disney Soul. Uh, yeah, to touch on what Jeff said before, I love the music in this. Like, I had no idea... Trent Reznor had that type of uh, talent, I guess you can say, in him. I mean, I know of him from, obviously, from Nine Inch Nails. but And he's done other scores, but none, nothing in those scores have really, like, stood out to me. But the score for this movie is so good. It's, like, it's it's beautiful. Um, the jazz compositions were also really good. Uh, the visual style, the, stu- the movie just looks lush. Like, it has a really... Not painterly and not like super stylized, but very um, tangible look to it. Like, you know, when they're eating pizza, I feel like, yeah, that's almost like a real pizza. You know what I mean? Like it, it they did a really good job of um, of finding that balance between cartoony and real world, especially like some of the scenes from New York. That looks so good. So much um, like what I would picture New York to look at, uh, to look like. Um, I really liked the story. I really liked his adventure. I love the um, the little side jokes, especially the one about the New York Knicks. <laughs> I thought that was actually pretty funny. <laughs> and yeah, I thought the performances were really good. Jamie Foxx is always solid. Um, I thought he did a really good job in this. And Felicia Rashad uh, was also really good as, as his mom. Uh, Tina Fey was Tina Fey. Uh, you know, she kind of reminded me of um, the little kid from Wreck-It Ralph a little bit. But uh, yeah, I, I liked where the story went. I liked that it had a happy ending because I knew for sure how this movie was going to end. Once he got back to Earth and uh, got his body back and then went to go save 22, I'm like, uh, I know how this is going to end. So the fact that it had like a, a happy ending and I was able to kind of uh, exhale at the end of it, that I really enjoyed. So, um, yeah, that's what I that's what I loved about it. All right, Jeff, what do you got? Things you liked. <laughs> Building off with uh, what Markellis just said, was talking about the uh, the Knicks joke there in the uh, in the zone. I like the the concept of the zone itself. Uh, you know, when you're playing your guitar or piano and you're just lost in it, or if you're having a great game in sports and you're just you know you can't miss a shot. That's you know that the whole concept of you're in the zone. And 
the souls can see, can go into it and explore that world and mess with people. It was, it was really cool. And the, the lost souls. Now that's a very existential and it was very creepy aspect to a Pixar movie. I love that. The whole, you know, the, the, the really slow motion, deep voiced of the lost souls and how they moved. Mm-hmm. They look like, you know, dark sand moving around. It was really creepy and effective. My Probably my favorite character who stole the movie for me was Terry, the accountant, who <laughs> kept track of all the souls that uh, were going into the great beyond. And, you know, he uh, had to go on a hunting mission for uh, for Joe and 22, uh, voiced by a woman named Rachel House, who, if you guys don't know, she played uh, the Grandmaster's uh, right-hand woman there in Thor Ragnarok. No <laughs> way. Yeah. Yeah, that was a woman <laughs> with her <laughs> thick New Zealand accent. I loved it. Um, There's another uh, New Zealand actor in there, too, Richard uh, Iode from uh, the IT crowd. Yep. Kind of felt like a whole like a whole, like Taika Waititi film in a, in a way with all those kind of comedic New Zealand actors in there. I just love the inventiveness, again, the creativity of the world. Uh, you know, the whole message of... Um, you know, it, it's great that you have talents. It's great that you can, you have, you think you have uh, a purpose, but you shouldn't become consumed with it or obsessed with it. And it's not like your purpose for being on the earth. Like you have to like appreciate getting a haircut and eating some great pie in a diner and watching, you know, uh, helicopters fall from trees and just taking in the world itself. That's what life's all about. And that's a good message. Um, of course, you could warp that message and say. The movie's trying to tell you to don't be exceptional. <laughs> Do nothing. <laughs> Your talent is not why you're here. But um, also, uh, oh, I also like the concept, the concept of the, the 22 had so many mentors before and that Jack Kirby was one of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Found that out later on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that's pretty much why I love the movie. That's what I liked about it. And uh, it's just a, it's a great time. Good movie. All right, Joey, what about you? What did you like about it? Um, well, obviously, it's Pixar, so you're getting high quality no matter what. Even in their worst movies, it's still a step above almost every other quote-unquote kids animated movie, with the exception of maybe like Shrek 2. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm kidding. Well, this movie didn't have anyone dance to Living La Vida Loca at the end of it, so <laughs> I guess that's a step down. But I, I, I really enjoyed, like you guys said, the world of... The before, what was the great before? Was the name of it right? I believe so. Yep, that was really interesting. I liked the visuals in that. I liked the weird way the char- the overseer characters looked. I thought those were great. Um, it, it had uh, aspects of afterlife without being uh, too religious, which is good. So, yep. um, not that I'm against religion, but you know, you don't want to offend people. You want everybody to watch the movie. So that right. was great. Uh, I loved when he was the cat. And I know some people don't like that part of the movie, but I thought that was hilarious, especially when they went to the barbershop. I thought that was great. Um, I think you guys said the music was awesome. I mean, you guys pretty much covered it. The, the movie's great, and the fucking shit is, is badass. I just I loved it. Um, there's not really much to say there. But there's got to be something that you didn't like about it. So, Jeff Carter, is there anything you didn't like about Disney Soul? <laughs> well, actually, you just mentioned it. I, I... I kind of am tired of the trope of the body switching with animals <laughs> as a storytelling device. And I was, it was kind of off putting when it finally happened in this movie. Cause I thought we we're going to spend more time in the great before or the, the great beyond exploring that world of the souls. So I was a little disappointed in that, but they turned it around. It was a, it was, it was some funny stuff there for sure. Um, 
I didn't really like the Moonwind Star Dancer hippie guy character. I kind of have an aversion to hippies and anything really. <laughs> <laughs> um, and maybe uh, I was looking for maybe that extra level, that extra gut punch of emotion that never quite hit me in this movie. I didn't, you know, sh- I didn't shed a tear. But uh, then again, maybe that's not really what they were going for anyway. It's just kind of more of like an appreciation of life type movie and not maybe a... Maybe you're dead inside. Maybe. <laughs> maybe after all these years, I've just died. My heart is blackened and stone cold. Too many uh, DCEU movies? Too many. Too many Zack Snyder movies have made me uh, <laughs> emotionally cut off from the world. That's about it, though. I mean, it's what, what else can you say? This, this is almost a flawless movie. Not much, not much there not to like. All right, Marcellus, anything you didn't like about Disney Soul? Yeah, you know, I'll agree it didn't have that big gut punch emotional moment that I come to expect from Pixar movies. So, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say that's a bad thing, but I was a little disappointed with that. And um, and his other movies, he always finds a way, like between uh, Monsters, Inc. and Up, uh, he always finds a way to, to kind of put in a little bit of a of a, a big third act like action scene or like a like a chase scene or something that kind of ups up the stakes a little bit yes and this one didn't have that it didn't have that like third act like oh you know you could you know this movie is about one thing but then you add on this extra like you know intense action scene or chase scene and it just elevates it a little bit more um seeing how this movie didn't have that i was a little disappointed in that because i've come to kind of expect it but that's like a small nitpick that's me wishing for something else instead of appreciating what it is that I have in front of me. So yeah, based on his other movies, that's the only thing that I was, I was a little disappointed in like the, the last scene in, um, in monsters Inc, like that chasing through the doors is that blew me away when I saw it in the theaters. And I was kind of hoping for something reminiscent of that in this, but you know, it's, it's the type of movie that it is. And, uh, and I enjoy it. You know, guys, maybe there's like, there's another you can like plug in different storylines or, or people into this formula of soul. Like so instead of like a guy obsessed with playing jazz piano, there's like a guy obsessed with getting the Snyder cut released. <laughs> <laughs> and he finally he finally does get to see it and he's like, Oh, I don't feel like I thought I would. I wasted my life trying to get the Snyder cut released. What do I do now? Myself. Oh my god. Now he has to dedicate his life to justice for Ray Fisher. <laughs> A greater than E, Joey. That's right. That's right. Oh, God, me. Um, there's not much, like you guys said, to, to dislike about the movie. Um, I will agree with you, Mark, that it was missing some kind of big spectacle in the last half of the movie. Uh, I didn't think the... They had, I mean, they were on a countdown to get him out of the cat's body, but that still never felt... Like it wasn't going to happen. You know, you never felt up against it like you yep. should have. Yeah. Maybe that could have been uh, emphasized more, like a countdown or something, because they were meandering a lot. You know, it was out. You know, he ripped his pants, and you know, if you ripped your pants and you only have two hours to s- prevent yourself from staying a cat forever, like why would you make the trip across New York City to your mom's house <laughs> instead of just going and buy a fucking pair of pants somewhere? <laughs> so. There, there were a couple things like that. It just, it definitely lacked that last act. Oomph. And I agree with you, Jeff. I, I absolutely hate hippies. Um, there's no way I could be a <laughs> lifelong punk rock fan and, and be a fan of hippies um, or hippie music yeah. or lifestyle and culture. So, uh, yeah, that was a little rough. Like, oh no, 
this guy's got to be. I was hoping he'd be the villain or something. Like, <laughs> they could cheer against him, but he was a he was a, a good uh, good person, I guess, in the in the show. Um, that was a little weird that he was able to transcend into the soul plane while flipping a cardboard sign. <laughs> <laughs> it's goofy and I laugh about it, but it was kind of weird, but yeah, that's man. about it. You know, there's not really much to dislike about this movie. Um, I enjoyed it. The family enjoyed it. I would say it's probably not for really young kids though. Mm-mm. No, no. And not that there's anything offensive in it or anything like that. It's just, you know, it's, it's not cars. <laughs> <laughs> And even with the wacky uh, hijinks ensuing of him switching body with the cat, it's still not long enough part of the movie to make it be like something you could turn on and walk away from. Like your kids watch the boss baby and like just like leave the room. Like <laughs> it, it, it's, it was definitely more of a like a little bit older kids. You know, I mean, my daughter's 18 and my son's 12, so they were fine. But I would it's say maybe essential, man. Yeah, I guess so. If you want them to think about dying, it's great. <laughs> It'll be like the end of the witches when they're like, uh, hey, we're all going to die together. And then they just start dancing. Like, <laughs> Spoiler alert for a 20-year-old movie. Oh, no, that just came out this year. HBO Max presents The Witches. Oh, yeah. Joey's talking about the remake. It's a remake. <laughs> uh, same thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, not much to say bad about The Witches, but we're going to have to score it. So, on his Five, zero being the worst, five being the best. What do you have for Soul, Jeff Carter? Uh, I'm going to give it a solid four. Right. Four, four out of five. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Markellis, how about you? Uh, yeah, I am also going to give it a four out of five. Oh. All right. Well, I hate to agree with you guys, but I have it at a four out of five. <laughs> oh, across the board. All right, that was uh, that was a good one. Uh, four out of fives across the board for us from Disney Soul. Uh, looks like we all enjoyed it. Definitely recommend check it out if you haven't. I don't know why you'd listen at this point if you haven't already watched it, but definitely check it out. It's free on Disney Plus. I yes, guess free is, free is something you pay to subscribe to can be. Um, <laughs> props to uh, Disney Plus for not making us pay thirty dollars for. Yes, <laughs> thank God. I think that's a pretty solid indictment of how good Mulan did for $30 extra on Disney plus. <laughs> Yikes. Well, that movie also sucked. So that movie um, did not suck. And was I. we'll be paying, we'll be paying 30 bucks for Rhea and the last dragon regardless. So, well, I don't have a choice because of the podcast. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, fire stick. Returns. I mean, uh, fire stick. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so we're going to wrap it up before we tap it up. Jeff, Tell us where people can find you across the interwebs. And then if you have any recommendations for the listeners out there, let them know. Well, you can find me daily on Twitter complaining about Zack Snyder. <laughs> uh, like it's a second job. Like it's a second job. Uh, my Twitter handle is at the Carter underscore GLA. And we are still running the Geek League of America Facebook page. Uh, you know, Facebook.com slash Geek League of America Give us a like and uh, comment on uh, some of our posts. That's right. it. Any recommendations for the listeners out there? Um, I am uh, currently binging the Doom Patrol on HBO Max. This is a DC series that is done really, really well. Uh, a assortment of misfit, freak, loser, uh, messed up, mentally ill superheroes, I guess you could say. It's kind of like a, a freaky DC version of X-Men. You got, you know, a guy in a wheelchair owns a mansion and has a bunch of, uh, weird, uh, 
superheroes living in it. Um, but it's it's a it's an insane insane series. Really crazy stuff happens in it. Um, a great cast. You got um, Alan Tudyk. You got Brendan Fraser in there. Uh, you got uh, Timothy Dalton in there. It's it's good. Uh, Matt Bomer is in there. So check it out. Doom Patrol, two seasons on HBO Max. All right. Well, thank you for stopping by and hanging out with us. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. Thanks for uh, finally having me on the show. It's, it's been good good times. No problem. Mark Ellis, what do you got? Uh, yeah, so I have to find a reason to watch Disney Plus since uh, Mandalorian is is over. <laughs> and so as I'm patiently waiting for WandaVision to come out in a couple of weeks, uh, I've been watching uh, Agent Carter, uh, the Peggy Carter uh, TV show, the other the other Marvel TV show. Oh, are you um, having trouble sleeping? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the middle of uh, season two right now, and it's pretty good. So so far, it's actually really entertaining. It's a lot better than what I thought it was going to be. It's a lot better than season one, and way better than Agents of Shield. So, um, yeah, if you're if you're waiting for WandaVision, if you're waiting for that Marvel MCU TV show to get on Disney Plus, in the meantime, check out Agent Carter season two, maybe not season one. I will recommend that everyone goes to SoWizardPodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music. Just about anywhere under the sun that you find podcasts, we will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube. Search Podcast. There's hours of free exclusive content on there. Adam just uploaded his latest AFI Top 100 Movies Review, looking at the movie Titanic. So near, far, wherever you are, check out our YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe to our Patreon. You can support us monetarily on there and get extra exclusive content. There is extra exclusive podcast episodes. There's early access to YouTube videos. And starting this month is our new video Star Wars podcast. So check that out at patreon.com backslash so was your podcast. We have our T Public store, as Markellis mentioned, new designs there for you that you can get on t-shirts hoodies mugs masks notebooks just about anything under the sun we can fit it on and that also monetarily supports the show um i would say jump onto shutter and check out the movie blood vessel about uh nazi vampires (laughs) Uh, i watched it the other day and i'm not going to uh, reveal too much of my thoughts on it but uh, i will be reviewing it on patreon this month and i'm telling you to watch it so you can kind of get what i'm feeling about it but if you're into low budget uh, movies with uh, nazi vampires check out blood vessel on shutter and next week on so is podcast we will be revealing our best and worst of the year 2020 but that is going to do it for episode number 335 of the so is podcast i've been your host joey DiCarlo. my co-hosts our special guest from the geek league of america mr jeff carter thank you guys and happy new year Hashtag cancel the Snyder Cut. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> the opinions of Jeff Carter do not represent the opinions of So Wizard Podcast, its sponsors and subsidiaries. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Uh, yeah, everybody have a great week and Wakanda forever. That's going to do it, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Good journey.